Happy New Year, everyone. Happy 2020. I am so excited and pumped up to be back on the air. I've missed you guys. I've missed delivering messages of inspiration, of hope, just of Christ living in us and through us and around us. And I'm just really, really at a point in my life where um, this season that I am pulling through um, has given me an insight of of positivity and clarity. And I hope that this 2020 is a year of clarity and vision that we can understand and move forward. So again, I have a message for you guys that has been brewing over this season of my life. And I just would love to share it with you all. And again, I've missed all of you. So Let's go ahead and start with our prayer. Thank you, Father, for positioning this platform in Christ. And thank you, Father, for placing all those who have trusted you as your Savior and allowing us to fellowship through this network as brothers and sisters. Thank you that we are members of your body and we are being built up together as your holy dwelling place. Father, we pray that as the wickedness in the world seems to be increasing and the love of many has has grown so cold, that you would continue to unite us in loving fellowship and seek your peace, your word, and forgiveness when we fall short. I pray that this message is delivered in your likeness and pleases you, Father, that our hearts receive it with love. And as we continue on within our day, our week, that we hold each other up in prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. So today's message, I begin with the question, what did you lose? What did you lose in 2019? This focus and this message is about grief and about losses. And it's something that I hold very dear because I have been going through a season, even throughout our, it's basically the reason that this hiatus has taken place because I was going through a season of grieving and of loss. And loss doesn't have to necessarily come in the form of losing someone physically or um, the death of a person. Loss can be the death of a relationship, of um, a friendship, of a job. Death can be the loss of an old life that you once had and something tragic took place in your life and now you're finding yourself trying to reposition and shift into something uncomfortable. Um, Loss can be in any form and it can symbolize a lot of just um, release basically from your life, something that has been abruptly taken away from you and you're not sure how you're going to deal with that. It can be the loss of of an idea, projects that you may have been working on, a business that you put your all into and now you see that it's a possibility that it may be crumbling or it has crumbled and it has, you know, in your eyes, in your perspective, um, has has fallen. So we're going to tie in that sense of loss and that sense of and that season of grieving into 
our vision and redirecting our vision because as I stated, we may look at this loss from the flesh and we grieve and our body grieve and and our mind grieve and we tend to take those emotions and those mental challenges of that abrupt loss and we want to fold and we want to wonder why are we question how can we move forward through this loss so again I want you to understand that loss comes through a number of um, ways or it comes from a number of ways and so as we look at that you know we tend to focus and we tend to grieve over what we have lost even if it's over the years or months or days and grieving as I stated is that emotion that can last a long time if we don't stop to recognize it I'm unable to even tell you how long you should grieve I'm not an expert on that Actually, I don't think anyone technically is an expert at letting you know that there's a certain stamp or a certain timeline where you should be grieving because that is not true. I mean, when you lose someone or something that you have put your all and you have invested in or you have, you know, been chosen to be, you know, the the um be responsible for it's it's devastating but I can tell you that when we begin to acknowledge the absence of what was and also remembering the presence of what was that can help us cope and it can help us press on and it can help us to remember and guide us to a place where we once was before that loss took place. So last year, I'm going to just share my personal story, um, which helped birth this message. Last year, around October, um, I had the cloud of loss and grief, and it began to take a toll in my life. And this season, I realized, was of great significance. It's still a great piece of significance in my life and it is a turning point in my fate you know I'm not gonna say that the storm that you are going through is over or it will end tomorrow but I will tell you that eventually that storm will end I'm still facing my storm I'm still trying to find my way through this season of loss and through this season of grief But I can tell you when I refocused my vision and my perspective of my loss, I began to feel my way through this, this, this season and through this cloudiness. And, you know, you have to hold on to that. When it first happened, I couldn't recognize that cloud of grief creeping into my life and start creeping in as we know like a thief in the night and of course it comes in to destroy and kill and take away everything that we have and it actually began to destroy every ounce of hope that I held on to every ounce of hope that that helps me and 
in my life and in my journey. And as you all know, that hope is so important and is one of the fundamental, um, just fundamental basis that continue to keep me inspired. My very first um, volume of poetry was entitled The Conversation of Hope. And I talked about through my poems, um, how hope can be that that center of inspiration for you to lean on um, when everything else seems so distant. But that hope began to unravel because I first started feeling tired all the time. And that came in the plague of fatigue. Then I began to feel confused and lost all the time, a plague of uncertainty. And then I began to feel unsure all the time. That's that plague of despair. And finally, that's whenever I was hopeless. And all that plague of worry and anxiety began to feel my entire body. I began to suffer mentally, emotionally, and I became sick physically several times. And I didn't have any connection to my emotions anymore. I literally had fallen off. I mean, I wasn't praying as I used to, but it's so ironic that I still believed. I no longer spoke. I removed myself from this podcast ministry. Um, I became silent at work, but some kind of way, I still expected to be heard. I didn't dance because I wasn't listening for the music, but it's kind of funny because I still expected to hear God's music, and I just no longer smiled, but I expected better days. It was a life of, you know, contradictory hypocrisy. And then I began to realize that it was all because I was grieving. I was literally crying every day silently over the losses in my life. I mean, from October, whenever the idea or the the notion of what I could possibly be and become and what I desired so much as a mother and you know as a person in everyone else's life my daughter's life or even the thought of of having more children those losses in my mind you know start to attract losses that I thought I had dealt with years before Like two years ago, when I lost both grandmothers within a two and a half month span, I thought I was over that or I thought that I had grieved their debts here on earth. But because of those losses that start to take over in my life and occur in my life back to back, back to back since October, I found myself grieving everything in my life. And it was like I was going through the motions, but I wasn't moving. I went to God, but I didn't go with preparation of meeting a king. I asked for his mercy, but I didn't seek his grace. I mean, I talked to God about my losses, but I didn't thank him for my gains and everything that he continued to do for me in my life. 
Basically, I didn't put a praise on my losses. Instead, I put a price on them. And I forgot that even in defeat, God has a win for me in my life. And that's what I'm here to tell you today. In Romans chapter 8, verses 18 through 21, it says, Consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of children of God. See, I had faith, but the crazy part is I lost my ability to work. I didn't show up to work prepared with, with worship, with humbleness, with accountability, or the focus on my purpose anymore. I got so wrapped up in wanting to be a mother again. I got so wrapped up in wanting to succeed and wanting to finish, you know, all the projects that I had going on or things that I had invested in. And I forgot and I lost focus. I allowed my losses to overshadow my gain. I was mourning the loss and death of my purpose on this earth instead of rejoicing in the life I had in his kingdom. And so I became so out of tune with my soul. It's like my spirit got lost in the wilderness and my heart became my own instead of pl being placed in his hands where it rightfully, where it rightfully belonged. I mean, our hearts do not beat solely alone. You see, we have two sides. We have a right side, the pulmonary loop, and then we have the left side, the somatic loop. And they're all connected to our lungs to help us breathe. So in essence, the heart and the lungs work together to make sure that our bodies have the oxygen-rich blood, you know, that it needs to function correctly. So I look at it like this. When my spirit which symbolizes my lungs, got disconnected from my faith, which symbolizes my heart. I became lodged into the place of grief. I mean, how could I be truthful about myself and my losses on this earth when I had stopped turning to his truth about what I will gain in heaven? See, I'm going to rephrase that or I'm going to restate that. How could you be so truthful about any of your losses or yourself here on earth when you have stopped turning to his truth about what you will gain in heaven. And, you know, we look at Job and that's chapter one, verses 20 through 22. Job said, well, what he did was at this Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground in worship. And he said, naked, I came from my mother's womb and naked, I would depart. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. And in all this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. See, a lot of times we we want to blame God whenever tragic things happen and, and losses take place. Whenever someone so special and so close to us are, are abruptly taken away from us or whenever we have been trying and trying to become uh, um, parents or whenever we have worked so hard to build this business with, with our own, you know, hands and, and or we think it's with our own hands. We tend to forget where it started. See, God gave us 
the resources to start that business in the first place. He allowed us to birth or to have that connection to that special person in the first place. And so we cannot blame him. See, this part throughout this season of my losses, I've, it allowed me to embrace my part and how I handled my losses. I had to learn to how to accept my part in some of my losses. And I had to learn how to praise God for the time I was allowed with those people or with those things. And I had to praise God for giving me those resources or giving me that notion or even giving me that desire, you know, in the first place, instead of blaming him for not allowing it to take place or blaming him for taking it away. See, we cannot blame debt, nor can we blame God for debt because everything that's born has to one day die that could be your spirit that I mean that's that's a physical person that's your business you won't be here forever to run that business you won't be here forever you know you you won't be able to take your your degrees or take you know your material things with you in the grave eventually those things will lie will will die but what you have that will continue to live forever is your spirit and that legacy that you are leaving and the notion that God lives through you always and eternally so again We cannot blame God for the death of all things born to one day die. We have to know that there is life after death. And we have to thank God that death here on earth is just the gateway to life in heaven. And again, death is not just of a physical being. You know, death comes in the form of purpose. It comes in the form of ideas it comes in the form of I mean you could be a mother that's trying day in and day out and and you want so badly to have kids and you see everyone else having kids and every month it's a disappointment that's debt every single month you are facing a loss because it's that idea that's in your head that you know what or it's that desire that's being shut down or that's being taken away from you Debt is inevitable and it comes in all forms. Some people tragically get in car accidents or they have health issues that tragically or dramatically changes their life completely around. Your life that you once knew has just got yanked completely from you. That is a loss and you are grieving. And it's challenging to face a loss. The fight often comes in the form of grief. But what you have to do is you have to take your grief and you have to fight it each day with the truth that God has your victory waiting in the heavens, ready to rain down once you start to look back up. So you can ask yourself, What did you lose in 2019? Or you can start getting a 
different perspective or take on a different perspective and start seeing through the lens of 2020 vision and ask yourself, what did I gain? So the scripture focuses on that I pulled for today's message. If you want to go back in and you want to study the word a little bit deeper and expand on this message was Job chapter 1 verses 20 to 22, Isaiah chapter 41 verses 17 through 20, and then also Romans chapter 8 verses 18 to 21. And with that being said, I'm going to move on to poetry, poetry time, how I miss thee. (laughs) Even though um, I haven't been on air reciting poetry uh, my own or even, you know, reciting others, um, it's still a very vital part of my life. And again, it's one thing that that continues to help me find hope in the midst of, you know, the storm and the cloudiness. And so poetry is so very important to me. And that's why I make sure to make it um, a very important part of this segment and the podcast segment in this ministry. So I wrote something is very short and very sweet. Um, it's called Victory. And um, I hope you like I stood against giants as big as Goliath. I fought monsters as terrifying as the great dragon and behemoth. I mean, I looked danger directly in the eyes and marched through moments of fire. Yet, all of this still does not define the art of victory. See, victory is not necessarily the tangible results of wins or losses. It's thanking God for the ability in being able to carry all of your crosses. It's not necessarily the monetary gain or the final score of a sporting game. It's holding your head high even when you've been walking in the world of shame. See, it's not always found in achievement in achievement of a degree or quote-unquote your fortunate ancestry pedigree. Victory is faithfully acknowledging that his blood is what covers me. Victory is more than just accomplishing a record-breaking success, but more like mastering humility in asking our masters to simply provide you with his grace. It's supreme surrender to our superior is trumpeting, is trumpeting for mercy even during our moments of triumph or acceptance during our hour of anguish. Victory is feeling like a winner even after defeat because your fate whispers and reassures you God still isn't finished with me. I stood against giants as big as Goliath. I fought monsters as terrifying as the great dragon dragon and behemoth. I looked danger directly in the eyes and marched through blazing moments of fire. But the only time I had true victory was the day I humbled myself before our king. So I'm snapping and I'm snapping. And my overall message with that is to let you know that you still have victory. You will still win. God is not finished with you yet. The amount of losses will not compare to the amount of gains that God has waiting for you in the heavens. He's ready to rain down on you. Do not do not become hopeless. 
Do not allow this season of losses and this season of grief to to consume you and to allow you to stay in a place of idleness and in a place that you feel where you cannot get through. Because I'm here to tell you that storm will end. You will not be the same person that you walked in that storm as. But I can guarantee you that you will be better if you just allow God to use you and to guide you. Stay focused on his truth. Stay focused on your gain. Reposition your glasses and see with clear vision. Every day in this year is your day. Every day is a promise to you. Every single day that you wake up, you have the ability to reclaim everything that you have lost because God has restoration waiting for you. Every loss is not necessarily a loss. It is a gain. So, I'm snapping and I'm snapping. Um, The book recommendation that I have for you all, it's a very, very short read. I really, really love it because this author used an amazing literary work of symbolism and, um, and just analogy to help us understand or help us guide guide us through this sense of loss and it's entitled the little flower a short story about healing after loss and it's by ann lynn kylan or kaylin and this um it's spelled k-a-l-a-n-d um but it's about a 30 minute read i think it has like 14 or 15 pages but i truly truly um love this quick short read because again the symbolism in it is so powerful this arthur uses um a flower and we all know that flowers are so delicate very very delicate and it makes me think about us in the flesh during especially during challenging times and times such as you know losses and grieving we become so vulnerable and we become so you know fragile um even though we're fragile completely throughout our walk on this earth as as sinners and and as humans but she takes something so fragile and she she allows this little flower to one day wake up and and wonder you know where's the sun where did it go that that nourish me where's where's the water where's everything around me that's supposed to help me grow it's gone and we look into the eyes of a flower and we we take upon um that symbolism as being us and we wake up one morning and it's even during these seasons we wake up and we we have these losses and everything else is gone what we had our comfort our life everything around us is now gone and it's like I'm lonely what just happened and this flower gauges through all of those questions because it's okay to have those questions it's okay to to ask God why have you forsaken me I mean Jesus asked God on the cross he said why have you forsaken me ask God go to God with your questions but don't ever go to him with your doubts because that's one thing we don't ever ever have to do 
is doubt the love and the glory and the grace and the mercy that he will bring upon us. So once that flower began to to understand what's going on, they, they didn't learn how to navigate through those losses and through that season of grief. And I really hope that my story and this message really help you or someone today or someone you know because you never know what someone is going through and please understand there is no time limit on grief there is no time limit on grieving there's no time limit on you being able to push aside the things that you have lost that's not what God wants you to do he do want you to remember the presence of the old But he also wants you to understand and have a clear vision of the present and what is coming and what is going to be here and what he has waiting for you. Because it all makes you who you are. Don't ever lose sight or get so focused on what you have lost and the absence of something. But always stay focused on the presence of, of what is to come. And so with that being said... I just want to wrap up and and thank you all so much for bearing with me and even through this hiatus, but it feels so good to be back on air and it feels so good to fellowship with all of you. I want to thank you all so much for your support and your continued, um, um, I guess, little nudge that you guys give me whenever I get messages or emails or, you know, uh, um, a contact form that's saying hey I'm waiting for new material I've listened to your podcast and I'm waiting for new material thank you don't stop because what you do is you continue to push me and let me know that my purpose here in my this podcast ministry is not in vain and and I just thank all of you so much for your constant support so I just want to leave you with the notion that you are never alone. You are not lonely. We are these delicate flowers. And please understand that God is always going to provide light. And he's going to give you that restoration and just be strong. I have through this season, it's so amazing that I can look at all my losses. But whenever I repositioned and I start focusing on, you know, a clear vision, I start to realize everything that I have gained. I've gained people that I would a year ago would have never thought would have been right here in my corner pushing me and, and, you know, just being such a light in my life. And those that support network, I feel like is what I've gained and God has has aligned um my aligned everything around my losses that I have been suffering and allowed these people to connect into my life for a greater purpose and that's what I'm focusing on and I hope that and I just want to thank all of my supporters um you know who you are that has been so intimate and um with me in the in this season of grief and a a season of loss and I just want to thank you so very much and thank you for reminding me that I do not have to be strong all the time it's kind of funny how I always say um I always apologize it's like I'm so sorry I can't be strong for you right now but what you've given me and what you've shown me is that I am just like a flower you know it's okay Every single day I walk through this thing called life. 
and its uncertainty. But the beauty and the uncertainty is that God is completely certain about our future and our destiny. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing to hold on to. So I want every one of you to understand that I need you. You need me. We need each other. And I thank you so very much. I hope you all have a blessed, blessed day. I want to give a shout out to LSU. Way to go. I want to give a shout out to UL. UL dude had an amazing season, football season as well. I just want to give out a shout out to um our whole, our whole state of Louisiana, all of my friends everywhere in the world, and just continue to push forward, everyone continue to push forward through um, this season, wherever you are in your life. And do know that there is hope. God is hope. God is love. Love you all. Be blessed. Ciao.